Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me for Lex Chat this week. This week's discussion, we're going to be talking about performing live and I'm going to be giving some tips that I feel artists should remember to implement during their performances when they are performing live at different clubs, festivals, venues, all that jazz. So if that's a topic you are going to be interested in sticking around for, make sure you stay tuned. Lex Chat today is going to be advice to artists during performances, but before we get into that, let's do the Lex check. So as I was saying when we started, um, I have been, and I don't know why this is, but I've been struggling so much. And I'm, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record to anyone who's been tuning in each week, but I've been struggling so much with anxiety, anxiety that's been mounting and just putting a cap on my emotions in general. I feel like I've been getting tried a lot. I feel like I've been getting disrespected a lot and I'm extremely uncomfortable right now. And I've, you know, I'm always having conversations with people and it always boils down to, you know, you're gonna be your most uncomfortable when it's time for you to grow, when it's time for you to change, when it's time for something to be applied differently or to be approached differently in your life. So stretching is always a little uncomfortable but it's making me, you know, expand. So I feel like that's what's going on for me emotionally in life right now. I'm okay financially, although I do freak out about that a lot because I depend on music to fund my lifestyle. Um, because of that, I try to keep my expenses as low as I possibly can, but I'm okay financially. I'm okay physically, like, you know, I'm healthy. So I'm, I thank God for that every day. It's just emotionally and maybe spiritually, I'm not doing a, a good job. Um, I actually prayed yesterday. I got to get back into the habit of actually praying or at least meditating, which depending on what school of thought or what belief system you have, they're both one and the same thing. It's allowing yourself a quiet time, dedicated amount of quiet time so you can sift through your thoughts, so you can think about things that have happened in the past week. Think about how you feel in the present. Think about how you want to feel or things that you want to see happen in the future. That's all prayer and meditation is. It's quieting things around you and giving yourself a quiet moment to be able to just think on some things. And you will hear a voice, whether you think you're talking to yourself or if you're talking to God, but the answers that you're looking for, they will come to you very quickly if you just give yourself the quiet time to do so. But this is actually something I've been struggling with myself is giving myself that quiet time. Um, my mind is just ridden with things that I probably don't need to fill it with. Um, I probably need to take a step away from all the YouTube gossip blogs that I look at. Definitely, probably, probably definitely need to take a break from social media as far as getting on here to look at other people's content or getting on here to look at videos. And I, when I get to certain posts, I'm reading everything that people have to say. Same thing on YouTube. I love to read the comments because I just like to see and read how people are responding to certain things that are happening in the world. Of course, the latest thing is the whole Will Smith 
slapping Chris Rock thing that happened. Um, I'm excited because I got invited to go see Chris Rock July 29th in Atlanta. That's going to be really exciting. So, yeah, but um, I think for me, growth-wise right now, it would benefit me deeply to make sure that I give myself quiet time and make sure that I give myself moments to think about what's happening in my life, think about how I'm interacting with people and just try to be constructive with it because I think that's been hindering me as well. I just feel like I'm kind of stuck and I know what I say my ultimate goal is, but I don't, I don't know how to reach it. I don't know how to get there. And a lot of times I feel like I don't have anyone helping me to get there. So it's been weighing very heavily, heavily on me, um, trying to figure out how to do things. And you look around and everybody has a team or someone that they're working with. And I, I kind of have a team too, but I don't have anyone who's unconditional. Well, that's not true. Black is on my team and I love him for that. And I'm on his team. Outside of that, I don't really have people who are just here because they really believe and they're willing to put in as much work as me. And to a degree, I guess I need to be looked at as like a cash cow in these situations, right? Because then maybe people will want to support that if they think that they have um, something that's going to benefit a good lifestyle for them then they're more likely to protect the interests of that thing, protect the well-being of that thing or that person. Um, maybe people don't see me like that. I don't know. But yeah, so update on that. Still struggling mentally. Still struggling mentally. Um, romantically, I just made a post on Twitter the other day. Follow me at this is Lexi. Lexi is L-E-X, capital C. Uh, I don't think the caps matter on Twitter, but... This is Lexi on Twitter. I recently posted um, that I dislike the mindset, the romantic mindset of a lot of people who are in my age range or just the city, or it could be both. And that's stemming from a couple of situations that have popped up recently where, especially guys in the industry, like, I think they are playing games though. I'm the type of person, I think as a woman too, right? It's affecting me in a way that I do want a family. Like that biological instinct to want to create life, that is a real thing. And I think nature-wise, I am struggling with that. <laughs> um, so something that's very interesting to me right now as a woman is kind of like love, right? Finding a a solid relationship but um I just feel like and it's probably maybe it's just me making the wrong decision and people that I choose to allow into my life in that way but mm, people just aren't serious and it hurts my feelings I don't want to become heartless I don't want to become apathetic or indifferent I want to remain a caring person, but I'll I'll be very honest, this shit hurts. It really hurts. Um, constantly feeling like I'm being slighted, disrespected, not taken seriously. Um, that's on a romantic level, but also professionally too. So 
like I said, conversations I've had with people, it, it's really just gonna boil down to me standing up for myself. I even talked to my mom and she was like, cause I told her, you know, the first person that I go off on, they're going to get the brunt. Like the way Will Smith smacked Chris Rock after having a clean image for the past 30 plus years, that's what it's gonna be like when I decide to defend myself. The first person to get it, they're gonna get all of it. And then I'll probably learn how to tone it down, but I'm just really tired being disrespected professionally and being disrespected romantically. And uh, to go back to my point of the post that I made on Twitter, people, and I wonder if it's an Atlanta thing or is it the people that I'm allowing in my space in that capacity, everyone feels like they're gonna get played. So they try to do the playing first or they accuse you of playing a game. And I had to tell this person like, you know, if I was playing this game that everybody was talking about, maybe I'd actually be famous by now, but I'm not, cause I'm not throwing myself at everyone who I think can do something for me in the industry. I'm not throwing myself at people who I think can introduce me to this one or that one. And it's just really frustrating when, um, People challenge my character because I know I'm not like that. And maybe I'm just getting dissatisfied with being the quiet, reserved one all the time. Maybe I'm being called to be louder. In a lot of ways, I don't care about how people perceive me, yet I do care about how I treat people and how people view my treatment of them. So in a way, I guess I do care what people think, but my main concern in this life is to just make sure that I am treating people well, that I'm treating people kindly, and when I can, that I'm helping people to the best of my abilities within my power. So it really irritates the crap out of me when someone questions my character like, oh, you playing the game all wrong. You don't have to play the game with me. I've never been playing a game with anybody and I hate that and I know this music business is a big a big ass game the music industry is a big ass game I hate that it's that way I don't know how to change it yet and I don't want to change myself and I don't want to change my nature to fit into an industry that I know I don't like so and this brings back um when I was listening to that that sermon by Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church. Everything you love is gonna come with something that you don't love. And I love music, but I realized very early on, I do not like the music industry. Um, I already been through some BS with it and I'm starting to wonder if that situation has caused me to not advance quickly because I did not give in to someone's advance but that's a whole nother story you're gonna have to search through previous Lex Chat podcasts to get kind of the skinny on that situation but yeah Stephen Furtick said everything you love is gonna come with something you don't and all I'm thinking to myself with these little chats that I have to myself and the prayers that that I have I gotta toughen up, I gotta get some thicker skin or I gotta find something that's gonna fund my lifestyle outside of music so I can just do music for enjoyment and not have to worry about 
making money from it all the time. I'll be very honest, sometimes I wonder if I made a mistake becoming an engineer. The original goal was to help myself as an artist. Recording is one of the biggest expenses that an artist has. So I figured I learned how to record myself. I can get jobs at studios. On the downtime at the studios, I can record my material. And that's how I'll be able to help myself. But I've kind of gotten too good at helping other people. And now people are boxing me into this engineer view. And I don't know, it's just... And now engineering is how I make my money. So music is not always allowed to just be fun. And it becomes a way that I have to fill my monthly quota for expenses that need to be paid for. And it's the first of the month. I paid most of my bills. I gotta go in and set up automatic transfers, which I just remembered. Maybe I'll talk about that on my Lex chat page, on my Lex, uh, Lexi finance page, but yeah, I I wonder that a lot of times. What's up, Maurice Beats? What's up, Maurice? I say the full name on here just so when people who didn't catch it live come back on, they can know that someone was commenting. Because when you export these live videos, it does not show the comments. And I'm not screen recording it, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, I get frustrated with a lot of things. And that's what I've been going through. Um, the Ask Lexi. Do you want to ask something, Maurice? I am definitely open to any um, any questions that anybody has. So yeah. Um. So that's that's what's been going on with me mentally. I'm really excited because I'm finally done with my nutrition certification. I passed, I got 84% on the final exam. So I am a certified nutritionist. Oh, you said, thanks, Lexi. <laughs> I thought you um, were saying, ask, you wanna ask Lexi something. I'm like, hell yeah, you can ask Lexi something. So yeah, I'm excited. I got, um, I'm waiting for them to send the official certificate, but I passed the exam 84%. Um, if I was in high school, that would really make me kind of angry because I was so anal about getting straight A's in school. But now it's like, yo, if I finished it, I finished it. And I put time into this. Probably a total of six months into the certified personal trainer. Six months? 20 weeks, four, eight, 12, 16, 20. Yeah, just about six months. Five to six months. Doing the certified personal trainer and the nutritionist so finally done with those and now that i'm done with those things it's kind of like it was definitely like being in school um the thing that i didn't love about school is we're always being told what to read and told what to look into and research when you're being told that it's hard to want to read for leisure but i actually do like reading especially when it's something that i'm interested in learning about um so I just announced it on my Lexi Quotes page too. I think I did like three different posts about this book, but I started reading this book called Pimp by Iceberg Slim. Maybe like three weeks ago, I started reading it. And if y'all caught Lex Chat last week, 
I talked about how my new thing weekly is going to the park and laying in the grass, kicking my shoes off, letting my feet touch the earth. And I lay in the sun and I read my book. And that has been helping me so much. Just to have that one day or at least those few hours that I can just be and not be on Instagram or my computer or in a dark room in a studio having to help someone else create their music. It's just been really nice. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I am probably a quarter of the way through. Let me see. Yep, I'm probably like a quarter, a quarter or a fifth of the way through. So I'm really excited about that. Pimp by Iceberg Slim. Fun fact, this is Cash Money Content, a division of Cash Money Records that like steps into the literary field, the, the, literary, the literary lane. So that was really interesting to find out. I think it's really dope that they have stuff like this and it's actually a really good book. I tried to find them, I found them on Instagram, but the page hasn't been active since 2014. So I don't know if that division is still a thing of Cash Money, but I think that's a really cool move that Cash Money did. Supporting urban stories, black stories through a publishing company like cash money cash money content that's really dope in my opinion so yeah that's what's been happening with me that's it for the lex check now let's get into the topic for lex chat this week which is giving advice to artists during performances we'll get into the lex chat after these messages If anyone saw my stories last night, and I am recording this, it's this is April 1st, Friday, April 1st, but this will not air for the general public until Monday. I'm going to try to do better of being consistent with that Monday 8 a.m. drop for these episodes. Um, but yeah, so if you're watching it live, if you've been paying attention to my stories from last night, I performed at like an open mic slash artist showcase competition kind of thing at this spot called Paradise Lounge. And the winner receives $25,000 towards marketing promotion. I don't know if they actually did or not because he didn't say that last night, but that's what the flyer said. But they win money, marketing and promotion money. Um, there was only supposed to be one person. They also got the opportunity to open for Lil Donald and the opportunity to go and perform at a festival in New York. And what was the other thing? There was one more thing. I'm pretty sure they all get radio radio spins. But um so basically it's it's a legit competition. It's $20 to get in. Each artist can do one song. If you want to do an additional song, then it's $50 total to get in. But it's it's a nice vibe. And um I think it's something that I definitely want to do. It would be cool if I could do it every week. Um if I could do it every other week, if I could at least do it once a month, bring out all of my clients to these things. Hell yeah. But uh, so if you were paying attention to my stories, then you know that I performed at Paradise Lounge. 
And I performed my song Drop Top in the hopes of getting that marketing budget because, you know, the weather's getting hot. Drop Top is a vibe. It's a cruising vibe. It's a smoking vibe. I feel like it's the perfect summertime, spring slash summertime record. So I performed Drop Top. Of course, I was the very first one to go up. Um, I wonder if I would have done better in the competition if they hadn't put me very as the very first one. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I looked great. I wore a two-piece um, faux leather pink outfit by Shane Justin, which I bought from a Black-owned beauty store. Um, I definitely looked the part. We were judged on appearance, um, the actual song, and then the crowd participation that we got. So that's how that went. During this whole competition, though, every time I go out to these things, I'm always like scanning the room and seeing, you know, how are people interacting? How are people? Um, how is the crowd interacting with the artists? And then how is the artist interacting with the crowd? And what is the artist doing? And from the outside looking in, it's always easier to critique something that you can see from the outside looking in. It's much harder for you to like critique yourself unless you're me, I'm my own worst critic. But it led me to think about, you know, there were some things that I saw some artists doing last night that made me think, you know, if they tweak some of the stuff, their performance would be enhanced like tenfold, right? So that's what we're going to talk about in this Lex chat. Giving advice to artists, things to keep in mind, tips on how to enhance the performance. So for me, um, the guy who is hosting it, right? So there are two stages at Paradise Lounge. There's one, and I thought this was so interesting. I went to Paradise Lounge last year for a release party. Black Brown 2.0 did a release party for... Um, it was called Aliyah One in a Million. And it was basically celebrating that Aliyah's music was finally being put onto streaming platforms for the general public to stream. And then of course they introduced their latest artist. Um, so they had a stage that they put Aliyah's image on that stage. And that was a smaller little square. Um, if you're at the door, then it's like the left side. The right side, there's a bigger stage, but the guy was like, so which stage do you want to go on? And at first I looked, I was like, hmm, the Aaliyah stage probably looks the best. It's probably the best option to go to. But then I thought about it. Most of the people were not even by the stage. They were at the bar and they were in the booths and at the tables that were basically right there by the DJ booth. So <laughs> I thought about it. I told him, you know what? I'll do the one over there with Aaliyah's face on it. Um, I'm glad I didn't do that though. Cause I feel weird about walking all over a stage on top of Aliyah's face. I, it feels disrespectful in a way. That's a side note, but yeah, I came back and I asked him, I was like, Hey, do I have to go to the stage? Can I just stay right here? He was like, Oh no, you don't have to stay on the stage if you don't want to. So I thought bet. So that is my first piece of advice to artists, right? You should be performing in a space where you will most likely be able to engage with people. Now, I know that you can't do this at all venues, but 
you should be able to do this in most situations that you go into. So, and you'll have to excuse me really quickly. I actually want to write this down in my little notebook. <laughs> and of course the pen is not in here. But, um, cause I've decided that I want to make a short edit of this for people on YouTube to watch. So I kind of want to be keeping track of my pointers as we go along. I was given the option of which stage to perform in, but I decided that it would be better for me to perform where the crowd is. Why? As an artist, you should not be afraid to be in front of people. And I definitely used to be the type of artist to shy away from being in people's faces um, and shy away from interacting and getting too close to people, especially with COVID things that made things kind of weird as far as being in people's like personal space and people's personal bubble. So for a long time, I think that handicap of COVID made me shy away from being in front of people. But I had the realization last night that, you know, you want to, when you are an artist, you need different ways to connect with your audience, right? One of those ways, the biggest way you can connect with your audience is by seeing them in person and performing because your performance is you selling your song, essentially. You are selling the vibe. You are selling you know, how you want people to feel about your song. So the performance aspect is very important with that. And if you are, if your audience is right here and you decide to perform all the way over here, you're disconnected, you're far, you're distant physically and, you know, deeper meaning you're distant, you're too far away from your crowd. Now, I would say and of course, there are no wrong answers with any of this advice that I'm giving you. And this advice is totally based on my personal experience and my personal opinion. There is really no wrong answer with this. This is just some these are just some things that I notice when I go out to these artist showcase and open mics. And it's a reminder for myself as well. Um, if you have a very specific routine planned out for a specific layout of a stage, then do what you practiced. Because if you put on a good performance, people are going to remember it regardless, right? So if you decided to stay in front of your audience, like there was a stage, but then I decided to stay down where most people were. And I was able to weave in and out of the tables, walk by the bar, walk by the booths. I addressed pretty much every angle where anybody was in the building. So I got to give kudos to myself for doing that and kudos to the other artists who are doing that as well, because that makes it like less of a boring performance if you're walking around and interacting with people. But even if you did decide to go to the stage because that's what you practiced and that's what you planned out when you're putting on a really good performance, people are going to come to you with their video cameras and their phones and they're going to want to record and document what you're doing if your performance is going to be that great. But in general, I would say go where your crowd is, go where your audience is so you can have that face to face connection with your audience and give yourself a better chance of having them connect with you, the artist, and having them connect with your song. If they like how you are on stage, they're more likely to like your music. They're more likely to want to follow you. And it just, you know, domino effect into everything else. 
Next piece of advice I would like to say is make sure that you are always introducing yourself and you are always saying goodbye. So your introduction and then the way that you get off stage, right? The guy who hosted, um, I don't know, it's probably just commonplace for him to tell people, you know, make sure you introduce yourself, make sure you tell them where they can find you. I know that because I've been doing it for a while and it's kind of like, you know, I'm a new artist. People don't know my name on a wide scale like that yet. So it's important that every room, every venue you go into, you introduce yourself. So even if you haven't been working the room and talking to people and networking like that, when you step up on that stage, you have the microphone. The attention is on you. So use that attention to introduce yourself and you can tell the DJ, Ayo, cut the music, don't start it just yet. I got a few things I want to say before I start my performance. So when I got up there, I said, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Thank y'all so much for allowing me to share my voice with you. If you like the sound of my voice tonight, make sure you find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, my website. Everything is at LexiATL, L-E-X-C-A-T-L. That's a really short introduction of who I am. And it lets people know that, hey, I got a voice for y'all tonight. If you like the sound of my voice and if you like the sound of my vibes with my song, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. And then I gave a short introduction to the song that I was doing, which was Drop Top. And I prefaced it by saying this song that I want to that I'm going to be performing for y'all. You know, the, the weather's getting hotter. It's, it's, it's hotter weather and makes you want to drop your top and makes you want to cruise vibe and maybe even smoke. So if y'all smokers and if y'all like to vibe and ride out, this song is called Drop Top. It's those kind of vibes. And then I cue the DJ like drop the song. Boom. So make sure you're introducing yourself as an artist. And if you only have one song, give a little background or a little introduction to the song that you're doing as well. And you should, this is something I did not do last night. I didn't let them know that they could find my music on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all of that. But I did give them my name. I told them how to spell my name and where they could find me on social media. So that was good on my part. Perform the song, work in the crowd, going where the audience is, interacting with them, finding moments um, in the song to interact with the audience. And then when the song was done, round of applause. Tell people again who you are because as a new artist, people just don't know you. They don't know your name. They don't know who you are. They don't know where to find you. So the name of the game is marketing. You have to keep, 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 keep reminding people who you are, what you do, who you are, what you do, who you are, what you do. So at the end of your song, at the end of my song, I said, thank y'all so much. Y'all rocking with that. I did like a reverse order, right? So when I introduced... When I introduce myself in the song, I introduce me first and then I introduce the song. Finishing up, I talked about the song. That was my that's my song, Drop Top, that's a vibe. That's where I should have plugged again that you can find it on Spotify, Title Apple, blah, blah, blah. And then I ended it with, if you enjoyed my vibes, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, make sure you follow me at LexiATL on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my website, YouTube, everything is at LexiATL. And... That's how I ended it. Now, people were really messing with my vibe. 
People were coming up to me saying, hey, you're really dope. I thought your performance was amazing and your song is amazing. I got so many follows that like that that night. And I also followed everybody back. And everyone who followed me, anyone who follows me, I send out my latest promo thing. Uh, these days, it is my video for my first rap song, All Keeps. So I sent a link saying, hey, thanks for the follow. When you can, check out this video. Let me know what you think. But yeah. So that's another piece of advice that I would give to artists. Give an intro before you do your song and then say something before you get off the stage. Yes. All right. So then my next piece of advice that just came to mind. And like I said, I'm writing this as I go. Before you get on stage, figure out the parts of your song that you can warrant some kind of like crowd interaction, right? So decide or figure out how you can get crowd participation, how you can get the crowd involved. And this goes with crowd participation. Like I said, sorry, I'm just writing this down as I go. Like actually handwriting it. How long has it been since y'all have done that? Huh? So yeah, before you even hit the stage, you should be practicing. Granted, we don't all always practice. And I didn't even practice like I should have for this. I've been knowing I was going to do this for like two, three days. I didn't practice within those two, three days. Um, but I've performed the song a few times. So it's not always necessary, depending on how many times you've done the song. But for me, I have performed Drop Top a few times. And I kind of, um, but I did something new last night. I, there's a part in the song where it's like, and if they fussing, bitch, and we just pass them while they hey, they hey, they hey, they hey, they hey, they hey. So that part is like a little chanty part. Last night, I did something that I haven't done before, which is, I use that part as a place where I could hopefully get some crowd interaction. And I had one guy in the audience who actually interacted. Like, I really liked it. Um, so on that part, I decided on the car ride to the show. On that part, I'm going to put my middle finger in the in the sky. And I'm going to yell over the, over the track. If you got people hating on you, blah, blah, blah. Tell them haters middle fingers up if they middle fingers up if they hate they hate if they hating middle fingers up hey, hey, hey and then that's when i got some crowd participation from that guy it made me feel really good i'll probably definitely do that at the show um and i think you know there are probably other parts in the song too where i was interacting with people um like the song it's a vibe driving and smoking kind of song in this particular venue, there were a lot of people who, of course, they had their weed. So I would go up to them and I would make like I was smoking on something. People had their hookah. Um, there's a part of the song where I say, go out and get a split and we can do it just as high in my job top. So on that part, we can do it just as high. I'm picking out those people in the crowd who are already smoking and I'm kind of plotting in my head, okay, before this part comes on, I need to be making my way to these people so I can do that and make that little motion and make that connection like we're smoking. 
And then again, going back to the marketing thing, that's me trying to relate to the audience, right? If I see people, this is something that they're already doing. They're smoking. My song is talking about smoking. Maybe they will listen to my song more when they think about smoking. That's something they can associate my song with. So just highlighting certain parts of my song and you know, garnering crowd participation and crowd interaction by thinking about those kinds of things in my music. I think that helped me to enhance the performance. And I would give that advice to any other artists. Think about the lyrics of your song and think about certain things that you can do to get crowd participation. So another um, piece of advice that I would say for artists is tailor your tracks to fit a performance specifically. You don't always have to go up on stage and do your song exactly how it's going to sound on the radio. Tailor your tracks for your performance. And that includes taking out the lead vocals so you can sing live. That includes adding sound effects, adding pauses. So that includes running a, a record back by yourself and not depending on the DJ to do it. You can do all of that stuff. You don't have to stick to oh, this is how the radio version sounds, so this is how I have to perform it. Um, pay to possible, do you mix and master? I do mix and I send out the mastering. So um, I mix myself and then I send it to one of my friends to master. Mixes start at 2.50. Yep, so... Yeah, like I was saying, you can tailor your tracks for your performance. So last night, I actually decided to stay with the full track. I didn't even take the leads out. This is something that used to bother me. Like I want people to make sure that they know my voice is real and that it's my voice, right? So I would take out the lead vocals on the tracks. But then I would notice that going to certain venues their sound system is not all that great so i could want to sing live but they won't be able to hear what i'm actually saying in the song so now i'm not as anal about sticking to a performance track i've, I've laxed on that a little bit and then making the decision to keep my lead vocals in to like do it to the full song that helps me so i can do more movements and not worry about my breath control as much yeah, um, I made the decision to keep the stuff on there because I'm, I'm not familiar with the sound system at Paradise Lounge. And I just wanted to make sure that people could actually hear it. So that allowed me to stress less about breath control. And I could do more dance moves because I wasn't going to be as concerned about running out of breath as I'm performing the song. Um, as I said before, you can tailor your tracks in other ways. Aside from taking the lead vocals out, you could also add sound effects. You could do your own reverse or rewind in the track if you feel like there's a part of the song that people just need to hear again. And tailor your performance, tailor your tracks to how you want to perform the song. Um, there was something in that and I'm hoping the thought does not slip my mind. So especially, and this is okay, cause I'm a singer, right? So I just said that I kept my leads on there and basically just played the full regular song. So because I didn't sing live, what I did 
after I was finished with that song, after the song went off, and before I even said where to find the music and where to find me, I made sure I said, just so y'all know that this is really me and this is really my voice, I'm going to sing a little bit of the hook. And then I did a cappella. So singers especially, for singers especially, and I'm only saying it so slowly because I'm writing it out, um, showcase your voice acapella even if you're a rapper too and you have like maybe a really hard rap or there's a part of the song that you really want people to know um you can do this before you perform the song or you can do it after so before you actually get into performing the song you could do introduce yourself introduce your song do a acapella from the song so they know it's real um do the song and then or you can do the song and wait to do the acapella after and then talk about the song where they can find you exit yourself off stage, right? So especially for singers, like I said, rappers, you can highlight certain lyrics or if you want people to interact at certain parts of your song, then you let them know or you say that that common phrase that you want everybody to interact on. When I say, what was it? Because somebody was like, Cause one of the girls' songs was called "Fuck That," sh- "Fuck That Ho Shit." It was four words. I think it's called "Fuck That Ho Shit" or something like that. And she was like, you know, doing her intro. She was like, "You tired of sitting in Atlanta traffic? Fuck that ho shit. <laughs> you tired of people lying on your name? Fuck that ho shit and stuff like that." So that's a really good example of how she introduced herself, introduced the song. And then introduce a piece of the song that she wanted people to interact with. And then when the time came in the song, it's like, you know, hell yeah, fuck that whole, fuck that whole shit. I need that Meryl Streep uh, meme. Fuck that whole shit. And I should send it to her, actually. I think that would be really dope if she did that. But yeah, so that's a good example. Um, the official J. Rose says, I just play the song and rap over it. And that's what that's what everybody did. And um, if you're just tuning in. I I used to be anal about wanting to sing live, not anymore, because the reality is you don't know the kind of sound system these places have. And I've been in places where I'm singing live, but because the sound system is not good, my voice doesn't even sound clear. So it kind of defeated the whole purpose of me wanting to sing live in the first place. And then, as I said before, you might if you're not in the best of shape. Singing live, you have to really make sure your breath control is on point because if not, everybody's going to be able to hear you. And I've been, um, I've witnessed a performance where the singer, she was not conditioned to handle dancing around and singing live. And the DJ did, it was kind of, he didn't mean to, but he's used to cutting records in and out because he works with bigger artists. He cut the record out on some parts and you could hear her actual voice and it did not sound good, but yeah <laughs> uh official mr flat show 74 says reminds me of a song from an artist called fuck shit huh i wonder who did that song called fuck shit i think it came out in 2019 on a album yes that could really be considered my first attempt at rapping but yeah so back to the actual tip on this tip if you're worried about that, then um, as a singer, showcase your raw voice. 
Because after I did that too, right? Everybody was like, oh, she actually sound like her record. And I had a girl after the sh- after my performance come up and say, hey, I love that you sang acapella after your song was over because a lot of bitches can't do that. They can't just sing like that. And I was like, hell yeah, I had to let them know. And then <clears throat> I made a little like clearing my throat gesture. And then we both laughed about it. And that was another way that I was able to relate to somebody in the audience. That's another way that I was able to, you know, connect with somebody. And it started a good little rapport between her and I for the rest of the night. Sidebar, we, um, her boyfriend like requested us to move when he went to uh, go up on stage. Um, and it was me, it was her, and it was two other girls. And we just a section full of baddies. Like if I needed a, this, this is what I would imagine my group of friends looking like when we go out to a club but I ain't even know these women I ain't know these ladies but we all look so good sitting in that damn section we done up we got our outfit makeup hair done we just look good and low-key I think I think two of them girls was gay because they was rubbing on me and touching on me like girl you cute you pretty you beautiful you beautiful because I commented I uh, complimented her on her outfit because her outfit was really cute she was wearing that damn outfit. It was like a two-piece skirt set with like swirly patterns on it. I really liked it. But I digress. So yeah, singing acapella to showcase your voice, especially if you are a singer. Um, What other kind of advice would I have? Ah, so when it comes to when it comes to performing, right? Because we're talking about live performances here. There are going to be a bunch of people like with cameras on you. And this is something that I have to work on as well. Knowing when to move and when to stand still. Okay. So knowing when to move and when to stand still. All right. The reason why I bring this up is because all night, people that I had introduced myself to or who introduced themselves to me before we got into, um, before the performances started, I was getting their Instagrams and screenshotting to make sure that I didn't forget, like, okay, I I followed these people this night. Um, And what I was doing all night to kind of like show support, I was making sure to grab videos of everybody performing recording like less than a minute so just in case nobody else recorded their performance they would have something to document the night with i got one little video of me last night i need to hit up that girl to see if she got something and hit up somebody else to see if they got something i know where to find them too i know where to find them but the reason why i say this knowing when to move and when to stand still is because there were a couple of people who I was recording and the camera is literally like is literally like this the whole time because they're all over the place and I'm just like okay great energy however sometimes it's more impactful to stand still on certain parts of the song you can hit movements more clean more crispy and then there are other times when you need to travel along the stage or travel along your performance area. Um, and yeah, so I brought that up because especially if people are recording you, 
it's going to be really hard for the camera person to keep up with you. Like, I really had the thought last night. Like, I felt like I was a cameraman on Maury the way I was following around some of these people with my camera. Because it was just literally like, I thought it was really funny. But yeah, that was one of the literal thoughts that popped into my head. Like, I feel like I'm a camera woman on Maury as much as this person is moving and running away. And I'm trying to keep up with them. So, and that just comes with... uh probably just practicing the song more, practicing performing the song and deciding just like with the earlier tip, you know, what parts of the song do I want people to interact with? Along with that is what parts of the song am I adding value to by standing still and saying the words or would I add more value to this part of the song if I move around, if I transition to a different point in the venue if I transition to a different point on stage. So that's another tip that I have for artists. Knowing when to move and when to stand still, it really, it can enhance a certain part of your song. If you're moving around too much, that might make it boring. If you are standing still for too long, that might make it boring as well. Um, but again, there are no wrong answers here. I've definitely stayed in one spot performing one song because it was a slower song and um I may I just made sure to bring myself to the edge of the stage because it was an actual stage I wasn't walking around for this one I just made sure to bring myself to the edge of the stage and I made sure because it was more of an intimate story kind of song I made sure I was making eye contact and pointing directly pointing directly at people in the audience and yeah making deep eye contact as if I was telling them this is what you need to be mindful of in the song like love chaser or no a song i did uh, a song i have called crazy time i pointed to a girl in the audience and i looked her in her eye and i there's a part of the song that says your time is not a game so don't treat it the same and she actually looked back at me and she was like i won't treat it as a game i was like yes we made a connection so keep that in mind Know when to move, know when to stand still, have a good balance of, how do I say, keeping levels to your performance. So moving, and then you stand still. You're standing, you might squat down, you might bend over, you might get in someone's face, you might point. Just knowing different levels, different ways that you can ante up the performance. So that's one, two, three, four, five, that's six. Um last piece of advice i will give and we're gonna wrap this up for the general public but this is at 56 minutes last piece of advice i will give is being mindful how you hold the microphone so being mindful of how you hold the microphone reason why I say this is a technical issue. And I don't have my actual microphone, but let's see. Illustration purposes. Let's say that the plug, the prongs on here, that's where the sound comes in. And the white part is the body. If you're listening to this, instead of watching it, I just have a regular phone charger the part that plugs into the wall, let's imagine that's where the sound goes into our microphone. And then the white part, like the adapter part, 
that's the body of the microphone. The proper way to hold the microphone would be to make sure you are not covering up or blocking where the sound comes in. So if this little if this little prong is where the sound comes in, that needs to be free and clear of any obstructions so that people will be able to hear your voice as clearly as possible. You could even bring your hands up to like the edge of the rim of that, but don't I see a lot of people they think it's cool to cover up the head of the microphone, but Literally, that's where your sound source is. You are cutting off the clarity of your sound when you hold the microphone like that. So just keep in mind, keep your finger at the bottom rim, the very base of that, that bulb looking part of the microphone so that your sound will be clear. People think it looks cool to hold it the other way. It might look cool, but now nobody can understand you because you are blocking where the sound goes into the microphone. Right. So those are all the tips I have for this Lex chat today. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tips. Count it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tips. And just to do a quick recap, perform or go where the crowd is. So don't feel like you have to be restrained or uh, constrained to just the stage. If you want to stay on the floor and weave in and out of the audience, you can totally do that. It's fine to do that. Just make the decision of how you want to do that. Second tip, always introduce yourself when before you start the song and then make sure you give people your socials and tell them where they can find you before and after you do your song or your set. And depending on if you have even a longer set, introduce yourself in between songs because like I said, we are newer artists. People don't yet recognize who we are. They're not at certain events, they're not coming there just to see you. So make sure that you introduce yourself, tell people where they can find you, tell people where your social media is, where your music is posted before you perform, after you perform. If you have a long set, do it in between songs whenever you can. It might sound redundant, but that's what's going to make people remembering you easy. It's a marketing tactic. You keep telling them, you keep telling them, you keep telling them. Eventually, they're going to get it. Tip number three, decide and figure out how you can get your crowd involved. So listen to your song, ponder on your own lyrics and decide which parts could I get some crowd participation in? Which parts could I get people interacting with me on? That'll make the performance more interactive, more enjoyable for people. Number four, you can tailor your tracks for your performance. Don't feel like you have to stick to just how the track is as it is. You can make it shorter. You can make it longer. You can repeat certain parts. You can take the leads out if you want to sing live. Keep the leads in if you don't want to sing live. Um, add sound effects. Do your own rewind and reverse effects so you don't have to rely on the DJ running it back. But you can tailor your tracks for how you want your performance to be. Tip number five, showcase your voice a cappella, especially for singers. And especially if you decide to not take the leads off of your track when you're performing, give the people a little acapella to let them know this is really how you sound and you really are about that life you sing live. You're not just a recording artist, you are a performing artist as well. Tip number six, know when to move and when to stand still when you are performing. You don't want to move too much, but you also don't want to stand still or stay in one spot the entire time. Doing either will make your performance boring or it'll make so that your performance is too much. People can't really connect because you're doing too much. 
And it might make it harder for people recording your performance if they got to chase you because you're all over the place, you know? We don't want that. And then the last tip, mind how you hold the microphone. Hold the microphone properly so people can hear you clearly and so you are not letting people lose that connection because they're not able to hear your voice, all right? So those are the seven tips that I have for artists who are doing live performances. I hope you enjoyed this Lex chat and I hope you enjoyed um, some of the advice that I have. Like I said, if you've been rocking with me for a long time, then you've seen videos where I've given advice like this to artists on certain things they can do, certain tips they can keep in mind to enhance their performance, to make sure that they're standing out when they are going to these different showcases and open mics. So let me know what you think about this event, this, uh, excuse me, what you think about this advice in the comment section down below. And if you have a piece of advice that I missed out on, I didn't mention in this video, leave it in the comment section down below, share it with other artists because I really want to build this community where we're, we're helping to educate each other and we're helping to, we have these conversations so we can all make sure we're sharpening each other up. You know, we can all make sure that we're putting our best foot forward. So Thank you so much for watching the Lex Chat today. If you are on YouTube or Spotify, make sure that you like this by giving me a big thumbs up. Make sure you comment down below with any additional advice or any questions that you may have. And make sure you're subscribing and hitting the notification bell so you'll be notified each and every time I post a new piece of content on YouTube or Spotify or Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, if you are not yet a patron of mine, I would greatly appreciate it if you would become a supporter in that capacity by going to www.patreon.com slash LexiATL for as little as $5 a month. You can become a patron of mine and you will get these live Lex chats weekly. Patrons also get an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra bonus content that the general public will not see. And then if you don't catch it live, People who are on my Patreon, you get instant access to this Lex chat at least two, three days before the general public does. So that's another perk of being a patron of mine. Uh, another perk as well, when I have certain content that I don't want to release to the public just yet, I will send it to my patrons first to get their ideas, to get their commentary on it, and then decide whether or not I'm going to put it out to the public. But if you're not a part of the Patreon, you don't get to see that exclusive material that no one else gets to see. So it's kind of like we have our own little secret with each other before I throw it out to the general public. But we've already known about it for months, you know what I'm saying? So those are cool little perks. And then eventually when I get enough, um, we'll have like monthly chats so we can help each other as artists. Like I said, there's so much that I want to help educate other artists on and we should be sharpening ourselves. So let's build this community of artists who just want to see each other win. Matter of fact, there was a guy last night, his name's KK. He had a song, it's called uh, I'm No Hater. And anyway, I just want to see you win. I just want to see us all win. So if that all sounds lovely and nice and well and fine to you, please support me by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash LexiATL. And that's how you can do that. But thank you so much for tuning in to the Lex chat for this week. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace.